0: Morning, morning, everyone. Welcome to the Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of the early birds on already. As always, Lee has already dialed in from the island off the bottom of Oz. Tasmania. Lee, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Tim, mate, in the house. Alison, good morning, mate. How are you going? Kevin? all the way from Florida. Good to see you got a few others in the house as well, behind the veil, the Facebook veil, wanting Facebook users, <laughs> and uh, Luke, good to see you. Thanks for joining, folks. While things are warming up, I'll do the old intros as we do. Jason Witten's my name, most of you know that already, but if you don't, if you're new, say hello, or maybe you're back for after a while, a bit of a break, whatever's going on for you. Let us know in the chat what's going on, where you're coming in from. We get plenty of people from all over on these Wealth Coffee Chats in the morning. Been doing them for a little while, a few years now. Been property investing myself well over 20 years. I think we are adding it up the other day. It was about 25 years, which is pretty interesting. Bought a few deals along the way. Made some money, lost some money. I'm ahead of the game though when uh, when I do up the balance sheet, which is good. Along the way, learnt one or two things, helping well over 10,000 investors buy property across Australia and New Zealand. So, you know, along the way, in the mornings, share a little bit of the experiences that we've had, myself, Sam and our coaching team here at Positive and, uh, you know, Get the day off to a decent start because there's lots of lots of information come at us from the old fear and ignorance machine, the media. Uh, and I always like to make sure, offer up uh, an alternative, let's say, an experienced opinion on what's going on out there in the marketplace. Alex, all the way from Cairns, good to see you. Welcome along, folks. We're going to talk about one of my uh, catch cries uh, one thing, well, there's a couple of things that I say fairly often, but my major conversation when it comes down to the understanding of creating wealth, when it comes to real estate, certainly residential real estate. If you are a buy and hold, if you are a an investor, you know, you've got something else you'd prefer to do with your life. You're not turning property into a business per se, an everyday business. Buy and hold investor, there's some pretty straightforward advice, some pretty straightforward things that I've seen that have made people serious amounts of money. And on the flip side, people miss out on making money. Uh, and those things are understanding. As a residential property investor, this thing is a marathon, not a sprint. It takes time. Tell me in the chat, folks, for you to be rewarded. Well, in residential real estate, what's the time frame? What's the kind of time frame of ownership of a good piece of real estate that all of you are expecting right now um, in the world of property investing? Residential property investing, I'm talking about. Um, I don't have significant experience in commercial. Uh, I do have significant experience in developing. I've developed many properties. So residential ownership, um, yeah, 15 to 20 years yeah, and beyond. Absolutely. Alison, beyond 20 to 30 years, what a horizon. You know, if everyone just locked in and said, yeah, minimum I'm going to do is 20 years, you'd be absolutely rewarded significantly. And, you know, Sam talked about the other night, and it's not his, it's, it's, it's an economic cycle process, the 18-year property cycle, which is cool. What we all should understand and realize and no real estate is a very slow investment vehicle uh it's not one that takes that is good to buy in and out of residential real estate i'm happy with that i'm fine with that my call is this it's going to take some time marathon not a sprint and you buy a good property buy well and don't bloody sell it all right buy something you're happy to own luke's saying 50 years Think about that property, owning it for 50 years. And this is where often uh, we get, you know, Sam has a conversation around, you know, if you buy a 30 or 40-year-old property and you don't want it to cause you any grief and now you're going to have to, you know, keep that property for the next 20, 30, 40 years, well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. Going to be uh, a little bit of a maintenance issue. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> so, today, let's talk about that. And, uh, you know, the 1%, and 1% is just a, you know, a made up number. There are times, there are times that it's appropriate in my world for you to sell a property. Uh, and we should talk about those today. We should talk about those today. So, let's get into it. That's what we're going to. Have a bit of a chat. When is it appropriate, or when maybe will we consider buying uh, or selling a property that we've purchased? And uh, you know, for all of us, we need to understand a bit of context for the conversation today. As we go and go into this conversation, most of you, I hope, have seen this before, where the three stages, the stages of. Property ownership, property investment. Let's go down the bottom here. I better put that uh, put that back. Let's go down the bottom here. Let's call this, you know, zero to thirty years, right? So this might be call this. That might be ten. That might be twenty. You know, have a look at that conversation. And so, what are the stages we go through as property investors? Well, you know, in the early days, what's the AQ? The AQ is acquisition basically this is when you put all of your resources all of your focus so all of your dollars all of your spare time um, and all of your sort of effort into creating or buying the assets the properties that you need right so in this stage and Jeff was talking about it in uh, just a moment ago he's talking about okay you know, what wondering about my borrowing ability? You know, eighty percent, um, eighty-eight percent land, et cetera, et cetera. So, in this stage, this is about acquiring your assets. You know, number one thing, buy really well because we're not going to sell, right? Because what are the costs to get in, folks? To um, to these assets? Well, we've got stamp duty. Um, you know, we've got uh, the cost of lending often those properties might go sort of neutrally geared and maybe even you know uh, negatively geared for a bit so there's you know some uh, cash flow considerations all sorts of things so in the acquisition stage uh terrible drawings he probably wouldn't want to buy that house it's a bit wo- wo- wobbly but anyway you you know what i'm saying <laughs> slow down jason um like the idea is to buy for most of us a good four to five properties minimum in the acquisition stage, folks, because what that does for us as property investors, it increases our asset base. And over time, actually, matter of fact, it goes more like this, because if you've seen, um, you know, it takes slow, slow, slow. And then it's a hockey stick effect, folks, as we go. So we're in the acquisition phase. We buy our properties. We put all of our assets into that acquisition phase. At that time, folks, this is a very important time. In acquisition, unless, uh, and we'll talk about this, there is one reason in acquisition that we might sell a property. So one reason here, and I'll talk about that in a minute, all right? So there's one reason in acquisition we might sell a property, okay? One. But if you are building your portfolio and you're following The process that we lay out, it's you buy the property while you're not going to sell and you think about that property. Do I want to own that property in 30 years' time? Okay? Will that property be great in 30 years' time? You do the math, you do the analysis, and you'll have less issues owning it for 30 years if you think about it that way at the start. Okay? That way at the start, folks. Not about, oh... Oh, it's cheap in this area. Maybe I should buy there. That's a stupid way of thinking about it. Like, I drives me insane when someone says, "Oh, I I found this cheap area to buy real estate," and I'm like, "What? Like, that's not how you think about wealth." I found somewhere cheap. Maybe I should buy it. No, I found a good property that will be amazing in 30 years' time. Uh, I. I want to analyze it, right? It's going to make me make wealth. It's going to have future value, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so the acquisition stage, get it done, folks. Get it done. Over here, as our properties grow in value, you know, we might even add another property to our portfolio Um, as we go. You never know. You might have enough uh, equity and assets and cash flow This is a section, the consolidation section, where you might do a principal place of upgrade. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. So there is another reason why we might sell, and we'll talk about uh, that. This is where we might put our resources into debt reduction. Okay, we might pay some of our debts down because why? Why at that stage would we start to pay debt down? Tell me, folks. You know, what happens in the beginning? And let's just do this without, let's say, tax back, right? The green line's your capital value. Um, let's say the the red line is your loans, okay? Your loan. And how long's a loan? 30 years. Right, there you go. And then um, let's say the orange line, let's say the orange line, actually, I'm going to put a different colour, uh, get a bit spicy today. let's use um let's use purple. hopefully you can see it well. and the purple line is your cash flow, okay? so uh, your cash flow, let's say from uh, just pure cash flow might be negative and then you've got to add back the the cash flow, but check out that as you go, there will be an inflection point where your properties become significantly pre-tax positive cash flow. And it happens in this sort of middle stage. It doesn't happen in the first 10 years, folks. Drives me insane. You go, oh, well, I'm going to go buy these positive cash flow properties in shitsville. And then I'm like, what for? You want to own them in 30 years in nowheresville, they'll be still the same price or in comparison to, you know, and it's not that bloody cheap anyway in shitsville. That's terrible. Anyway. I'm digressing. Stay on track, Jason. Right. So the idea, acquisition, you know, you get stuff done. Your This is your rent. Um, this is your uh, values. And this is your mortgage, the red lines, the mortgages, right? Over time, those properties will pay themselves off. And then this is where your wealth appears significantly. It just pops into this is where your dollars, your wealth, really starts to shine, okay? And over here in this section, in the lifestyle section, there is uh, a reason why you might sell a property also. All right, so let's have a talk about that, and, and it could be kind of in here, all right? So there's three major, let's say, reasons or overviews why we might sell a property. What are they? There are different stages, all right? Let's have a bit of a look at the first one, which might be in the acquisition stage, all right? Acquisition stage. So tell me, folks, what would be a an okay reason, uh, you know, a fine reason in the acquisition stage that we would sell a property, okay? What do you think? Put that in the chat for me as we go, right? in the acquisition stage, tell me. What would be an okay reason in acquisition? Yep, Alison. Yep, there we go. All right, Alison's got one there. It's a lemon. It's a lemon, all right? Okay, so sell it. It's a lemon. It's holding you back. You shouldn't have bought it in the first place, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and there's a couple area in there, all right, which is good. Usually in the acquisition, the upgrade, the PPR um, is a little later. Yep, remove the crap. Exactly. You've got a dud. Folks, you've got a dud. You've got a lemon. All right, that property you you may have you may have purchased it before you actually got coaching. Um, there you go, boom, Luke. Okay, it's a dud. It's a lemon, and there's actually a principle um, which is on the back of flight to quality. Um, it's called the migration, honey. Okay, so let's have a look at what that means. And I'm going to draw one of my uh, not-so-famous maps of Australia and uh, I'll give you a quick example of a migration of money. Now, when um, when I was first investing many years ago, I got in on the Western Australian mining boom in the early 2000s. Absolutely made a bucket load, folks. Right, I bought in a little town out here called Kalgoorlie. Cal Gurley, Cal Now I bought some properties, and they went from hundred thousand dollars to three hundred thousand dollars in about a six-seven year period. Now, in the middle of nowhere, in a little mining town, that was a significant increase. I was pretty happy with that. So, what do you reckon? I'm I'm sitting there, I'm analysing the market, I'm thinking about this property, um, and um, I'm like, all right, well. You re- what do you reckon? What do you reckon, folks? Do you think that that three hundred thousand now will go to six hundred thousand dollars in K- Kalgoorlie? Chuck that in the chat for me. What do you think? This is uh, this is two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. I can't remember the exact dates, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I'm going okay. Will Kalgoorlie now go from 300000 to 600000 right? And my answer was, nah, I don't think so, okay? There's no fundamentals there. That was undervalued. There was all sorts of reasons. M- mining boom's going on. So what did I do? I do, what did I do? I migrated my money, like Luke is said here. Yep, yep. Used to be get in and out. Yeah, and these days I do a lot less of that volatile kind of, you know, stuff because, It's just not my cup of tea anymore. Maybe I'm just too old for that volatility. (laughs) Luke, you know, okay. So Luke, so right, regional. So what did I do? I sold and then I purchased over here an ocean front property for 400K, 400K, right? So I purchased a oceanfront property for $400,000, I migrated my money, I upgraded my location to somewhere I'm happy to own forever, everyone cool with that, right, everyone, so, and now that property is worth $850,000, okay, guess what that property in Kalgoorlie is worth today, folks, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars so i think that's a winner so number one is if you've got a dud a lemon or it's in a location like luke is saying i don't want to own that one forever and this is the conversation did you actually buy it well in the beginning all right what was it for Um, if you purchased it specifically to get started because you know you're going to upgrade that when you get a chance there was maybe a a trading element to that 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 purchase fine okay so then trade it sell it migrate the money to a forever location a flight to quality location flight to quality okay because folks every time you get in and out of a deal you waste money the only people who win with you when you sell of people who sell property, who wins? Who's the big beneficiary most of the time, especially in under 10 years? Especially in under 10 years, folks, who's the big beneficiary? Who's the winner? Who's the winner, winner, chicken dinner? They love it. They love you buying and selling in under 10 years. I call them good time Charlies and chumps, right? Don't be a property investor if you're not going to go the distance because, and don't complain to me when you lose money, because you don't know the rules of the game. Boom, Donna, on it. Yep, exactly, Catherine, exactly. You know, you know. I, um, yeah, agents, government, everyone else wins, but you, right? And they know that. They know the game they're playing. You're uneducated. You jump at the first, you know, sign of fear and changes. You sell. The government's like beauty. Let's raise some more capital. Let's make some noise about changing negative gearing. Let's make some noise about changing capital gains. And then everyone's like, oh, quick, get out before the government does this. The government's like, we're not doing anything. That's way too hard. We just we just made some noise and now we just made all this revenue. Anyway, I'm off on a tangent again. Stay on track, Jason. Anyway, there you go. You need to identify in the beginning the reason for your purchasing. Absolutely dead right, Catherine. And, and this is why I'm a big fan, folks, of... Getting coaching, right? You know, here's an interesting thing. Oh, I've never been a property investor before. Uh, I've got no experience, but I know what I'm doing. I mean, seriously, we don't let people drive a car if they've never if they've never been on the road before. And you know, what happens is most Aussies believe that you know I can do this by myself without any support, education, or understanding of the rules of the game. And then they complain that they got, you know, they, you know, they bought a dud, you know, some, someone did something to them because they didn't know what they were doing. Anyway, I'm off on a tangent again. If you don't have a coach, if you don't have someone you trust who's got experience on your side, the likelihood of you losing money and 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 not progressing is super high, massively high, probably in the nineties. Anyway, there you go. If you've got a dud, it's a lemon, or it's not a forever location, then yeah. You didn't buy well in the first place. Fine. Let's reset the clock. Okay? Let's reset the clock. Second reason, usually in the consolidation stage, you guys said it a little bit before, um, the PPR upgrade, folks. Upgrade. It's a strategic reason um, and it's a good reason. That's the greatest reason to sell. I'm a big fan at the right point of upgrading your principal place of residence. Why? Folks, team, tell me right now, why should we upgrade our principal place of residence to a great location, to a great property? Tell me in the chat while I finish this up because I'm a bit late today again. Because it's tax-free at this moment in time. Well, you know, the government always make a noise. But anyway, it's tax-free. Tax-free, boom, you know, And you're going to, we should all, it's part of our strategy. We should all own a Prince Place of Residence. We should all own a property that is, you know, if you could double that value over 30 years from a million to two million. And at some point, if you wanted to, you could sell it tax free. That'd be a pretty nice little tap out, folks. Nothing wrong with that. And third one um, is in, you know, at the back of consolidation. And um, maybe it's in the middle. Middle of consolidation and into lifestyle, there's a strategic. Is that a spell strategic? That might be an E. Anyway, a strategic reason. What's a strategic reason, team? There's a strategic reason to sell because if I take this money from a property sale, depending on an age and depending on... Your financial strategy, uh, obviously this is not financial advice, but this is certainly something many investors, including myself, have on our strategic plan. We take a property sale, which is a gain from our own personal name, and we transfer that gain into, yes, Allison, it could be some debt reduction, Or it could be putting money into a place that's more boom tax efficient, folks. You've made the gain. If you were to keep that property in your own name and earn the money in your own name, maybe you'd be in the 20 30% tax bracket. But if you transitioned strategically one or two properties or not the properties but the cash from them, into a tax-efficient structure, and there are some tax-efficient structure at this moment in time that may change, that is zero tax, right? That is zero tax. Anyway, you can't see that. Zero tax on income if you structure it correctly, all right? Speak to a qualified accountant and financial planner if you want to know more about that, but that's a reason strategically transferring money from one tax entity to another tax entity for you and your retirement and or efficiency etc cetera, etc cetera. all right so there's three reasons why it might be a good idea it yep it might be a good idea to sell but by and large here's my, here's my advice if you're in the early stages of your property investment portfolio folks Understand what it means to buy well first. So buy something well, and then you don't have to worry about selling, right? And if you do buy one to sell later, you know that one because it's a strategic move, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, there you go. Did that make sense? Let me know. Does that make sense in the chat? There's a few reasons why you you could sell. Let's make sure that they're strategic, not... um, Trying to fix up some challenges or problems. So if you, you know, if you do the research and you take your time and you get some coaching and education in the beginning, it makes sense. You know, you could uh, minimise the ins and outs. You can minimise the wastage of uh, cash and cash flow for yourself. Anyway, there you go, folks. Wealth coffee chat done. Um, a little bit longer than uh, normal today, but uh, there you go. All right, that's it, folks. Remember. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. (laughs) Buy well, don't sell. All right, folks, that's it. Take care. Bye for now. Join me tomorrow for another one. We're going to have another one tomorrow. If you're up for it, let's hang out around about 10 past 8 and do it again. See you, folks.